Welcome to the dive. It's the deep dive again. Thank you for joining us, guys. We are back, and we are completed round four. Round four. Welcome, Where are Trent. We? Hello, how are you, mate? This you is um, I am Trent, and you are Smitty. Well, we did it in twenty-two seconds. That was good. Yeah, I didn't forget it this time. Really. We we are quite notorious at forgetting it. So that's the intro out of the way. The second thing we've got to do is thank our sponsor. Uh, so we've teamed up with a, a really quality company called Hopster Home. So Hopster Home is a craft beer delivery service. So check out hopsterhome.com.au. They deliver really quality fresh craft beer cans directly to your door. We're actually running a, um, a competition a little bit at the moment. If um, you put into your first order under the promo code AFL Deep Dive, you get $25 off your first order. I should have said that in the last episode. Yeah. It's not an ongoing discount, It's um, which is still very, very good. You get $25 off your first order. So... Definitely keep that in mind. Check those guys out. They're really, really nice to us to um, to look after us that way. And, you know, we've, we've, it's been a really cool partnership so far. So definitely check it out. And, yeah, they, they put together some really interesting packs and it's um, heaps of fun. Yeah, I think that's the other thing we didn't mention. <clears throat> it's not the same pack all the time. They put a, no, it's a com- combination. So you don't even have to do the hard work about thinking what you want. Just There's so many craft place, beers, yeah. place, place the order and it rocks up your doorstep um, just Done. before Friday night footy. So we've got, um, tonight we're drinking a Three Raven Citra IPA, which is really nice so far, so it's going to be cool. Yeah, and very cool <coughs> 70 psychedelic label. Looks it does. great. It's Looks nice. great. So, and um, also, yeah, thanks to everyone who's out there listening and getting involved on social with uh, with our comments and following. It's uh, obviously, we, we'll do it without you, but appreciate the uh, the love. It's a lot more enjoyable having people listening. That's that's definitely and our tweets a, a, big a bit part. more enjoyable when it's not just us two to each other or to Steve-O. That's it. So welcome, guys. So this episode we're going to go back over round four, um, and then the next one we'll go into round five. So let's start with the games. I mean, so in this podcast we break down each game. Um, we kind of you know go through each play, all the specifics. We don't um, really talk so too much overall AFL stuff. Um, we will if it means a lot like you know the stadium thing came out this week it's not enough about the game and it's going to take a while for it to happen so for me I'd, I'd the other, other podcasts and talk about it that I'm, is I'm big news not, but we're not here to talk about the issues talk or about news the game. we're about the game exactly so that, that's the big difference with us so let's start so on uh, Friday oh, no. night which again feels like a hundred years ago this, I know I say that every week but it, it, it's um, and now next week it's going to feel even more hectic because it's such a long round so Friday the 13th, uh, we saw Adelaide play Collingwood. Uh, Apologies Adelaide. for this one. We, uh, yeah, we both... hope, hopefully nobody's um, <clears throat> using our advice for their tipping. Well, there was, there was a couple of things I, well, that I would say in our defence that did come out a lot later after we recorded. Um, but so Adelaide uh, lost to Collingwood 58 to 106. So Collingwood won by 48 points. Um, so... This game, wow. So, final scores, 9-4 uh, to 16-10. I mean, there's no other way to look at it. You know, Adelaide were, you know, soundly beaten. Very. Um, you know, for me, they, they never really looked like winning it at all. Um, this was a massive disappointing game. If you're an Adelaide supporter, and I think a lot in general, really, this was not a great game to watch um i mean obviously the, the weather didn't help it, it rained really heavily so when we did our tips so i thought there was well we both thought there was about three millimeters at that stage and it ended up being like nine and definitely 
I don't recall seeing anything um, that said it would be bucketing down no. during the game. Well, so... That's the thing. It was like all, all afternoon and during the game. Yeah. But, I mean, aside from that, um, <clears throat> that's not a reason for making the game lackluster. I think one team turned up with a, a game plan and stuck to it, and the other team didn't. They obviously... Adelaide, that is, obviously um, have some concerns. Uh, I think there's a handful of, handful of players already on their um, injured list that they would desperately want back. But I think they've because it's that deep, some players are playing under some duress. Yeah. And it showed up on the weekend well, on Friday night. Yeah, and I think, let, let's start with Adelaide. So, I mean, you know... So each, each time we talk about where the game was won, and, and we'll get into all that, that sort of specific stuff, but let, let's initially talk about Adelaide. So for me, I thought the Crows lacked basic skills at times. I thought they looked lethargic. I'm surprised they went in as tall as they did. They've been heavily criticised for that. I know I was joking, you know, let's bring the fog in, let's bring him in, and we were, you know, joking back and forth and about I, it. But and in I the end, you were, you, were, you were right, though. That was not a... Not I mean, yeah, I, I, I've honestly thought since the start of the season, um, rushing they rushed Tex back into that game, into into the team. Well, so he's apparently done his plan to fashion. Yeah, so, so yeah, look, and I mean, we don't know the ins and outs and what the goings on of a, a club, and we only we're going to have comment. A, we'll have a few pretty close ideas. Yeah, though. but our minor trans opinions, just like anyone in in radio. Probably not as detailed as some journos because they get access and, and they do it full time. But it's just an opinion based on what we see on a game. And I just thought, and, and then it, they look lethargic. Yeah, to me. and they're not the yeah. only team that are doing it. I think it's just one of those competitions. No, but it's, it's a fair analysis, though. Like yeah. they look, they look, they, they look off the mark. But I think it's a, I think it's an anomaly. I don't, I can't see Adelaide being like this too often throughout the year. Well, Although think, the the injury list mounting is, is going to be tough for them to get back. To that type of form that they showed the last few years, and and that's exactly it, and that's that's exactly the main thing we want to talk about with Adelaide. Really, I mean, I know, look, you know, in terms of their game, like you know, as I said, like they liked basic skills. Um, you know, uh, Source was soundly beaten in the ruck by Grundy, who I he's, thought was the player of the round. Yeah, absolutely, um, he's, he's right up there this year. The yeah, he's the best ruckman right now, and he had a much better game than Gorn did against Hawthorne. Um, yeah, had much more influence. On much the more influence on the game, and he resoundingly, you know, you know, smashed his opponent. Mm. Um, but you know, the, 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 it's hard not to talk about the injuries. So at one stage, they had you know Betts, um, Walker, and uh, Sloan on the bench, which was bizarre. How you could end up in that situation with the rotations, but even even so, all three of them looked. Off and two of them are definitely out for at least two, three weeks. You would well, think. so apparently Sloan's apparently Sloan and Walker both have feet issues. Wow, and obviously, um, unless and something, something miraculous happens, uh, well, Eddie's ha- was it his hammy? Yeah, yeah, so it was it was a hamstring. So in terms of in terms of the the current injuries to Adelaide, in terms of key injuries, these are some. So Eddie Betts, um, Cheney, uh, they've got both the Crouches, obviously Gibson, Keith. McPherson, Brody Smith, and then obviously a very undercooked Tex Walker, as I just said. So seven or eight yeah, of their uh, best 22 out. So it's testing their depth. It's very much testing but, their depth. And, and is, well, but, the, but uh, the thing for me is with their depth, though, if you, if you look at the grand final and you look at a lot of their, their pillars of that side, I don't think they've figured out a game plan with these new pillars. No, and That is my opinion about it. Oh, and I agree. And it <clears throat> can't be an excuse against a team that has been absolutely decimated by injuries already, and this that's is Collingwood. The, so Collingwood's depth is looking 
Yeah, it, looked, it looks really good. Oh, they, look, well, they belted um, Carlton. I know they had a bunch of you know AFL level players, but they're yeah, ironically I'm, now they actually look like they could be a lot better. They could be, uh, and I'm still not getting excited or disappointed no, by match, any but, teams because it's still only round four, so they're still f- trying to find their way and, and all that. But they do look like a much better team than round one and round two. So they're Without on the up. And if you're a Collingwood supporter, you're just going to be happy because of the effort. Yeah. The win's a bonus at the moment, especially so, against. Quality, what we everyone thinks is a quality team in a hostile environment. Yeah, home, well, they yeah. silenced the crowd within five or ten minutes. I mean, we'll you know we'll we'll come back to Adelaide, but I mean that's the initial thing. I mean, you know, a lot of, a lot of their players. I mean, to me, in terms of their whole list, like Laird for me is really the only one that can walk out of their game, out of that game. You know, head held high. He had another thirty-seven possessions, so he was outstanding. Yeah, outstanding. Seedsman was really good, ironically, a Collingwood player, but. Um, Gibbs was pretty good, two goals, one and twenty-seven. But I mean, Jenkins was back to that, you know, Oz kick level. You know, there was just a... yeah, doesn't know his place, doesn't <clears throat> doesn't read the play that oh, well. Man, if the other like... guys around him aren't playing as good, I, I think he 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 struggles to. They've got go, some concerns. He struggles for me to take that lead as the big key target when the others aren't. Up if he to has scratch. some more games like that, it's going to start to get towards maybe Fogarty taking his place. I mean, it's honestly... I mean, and they've just re-signed him. So, yep. fuck, I'd, it's not an ideal situation. But, I mean, look, in terms of their defence, you know, I thought Talia tried, but, you know, he had really not a lot of help. Lot of help. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're... Yeah, but in terms of decimated by injury to, you know, spin over to, to Collingwood, I mean... Uh, the, the the thing that I wasn't confident with in terms of... Because we both said Collingwood are capable of winning this, which I didn't hear yeah. much during the week at all from, from people talking about the game. We both said it was possible. I think our tip was around sort of 10 to 15 points. But the, the key thing for me was I wasn't confident that Collingwood have enough depth in their midfield or would be able to peel off enough and consistently get... Enough goals. And you got four, side bottom with Out 43 touches, Trelaw with 36, and Grundy with 33. Well, side bottom's so, all Australian currently. I don't know. Pendle's how. had another good game. Pendle's, ever since, um, well, Mike um, Sheehan's played him into form. Ever yeah, since he criticised him, he's been excellent. So, I mean, the, the, their ability to score from their midfield group was excellent, and that was the big concern for me. But they, they were fantastic. And I didn't think, I thought we picked it as a, as a, a matchup. Um, Grundy and Sauce but I mean well, I didn't think it was going to be that good but then on top of it I didn't think Grundy was just going to you know own him because I really rate Sauce we both do yeah he just um, he's still good in the hit outs and, and whatnot. I guess he's probably his influence on the game can be let down if he's and any Ruckman's influence can be let down if their mids aren't well, that's exactly taking it. advantage of what the, the hard work because the hitouts were pretty close. It was like forty to thirty three or something. So but the, the, but the influence around the ground, from Grundy, his engine he reads, was excellent. He reads, that goal he kicked was like Nick Natanui type stuff. Yeah, one of the show, one of the um, Sunday Footy shows. I can't remember which one it was. They, they actually did a, a, a couple of breakdowns of how good Grundy is at reading the play. He sort of sees where the ball's going to go, yeah, and he gets yeah. himself into some really good positions. So that's a sign of someone who wants to take the next level because he was very good last year but he's he's really top two three he's probably the, no he's the best ruckman at the moment in the comp I would say right now yeah and, 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 that's, and that's only yeah. because Nat, sorry Nick Nat and you, you Max Gawans I mean they've got the, the pedigree behind them they, so if you're going to pick a team I don't know if I'd have Grundy in my All-Australian yet just because Nick Nat 
looks. If I had to write it right now, I would. I would I'd probably right now, throw yeah, him game in. right now, yeah, he'd be but, he'd be in the team. But yeah, well, it's a long way to go. It's long way to go, but they they they, they look good, and um, yeah, uh, just something I I didn't pick at the start of the season. I thought Collingwood would. We both I had the outside of the eight. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have thought they'd have been one and three at this start of the year. Well, I mean, in terms of really specific highlights, like Stevenson was great, obviously with his haul that he got, which was really good to see. Um, he's a young kid too. You know, Hoskin Elliott was really good. Mm. I thought that was one of the better five-position games I've ever seen with Cox. I thought he was excellent, I have to say, off the ball. Um, he just set these teammates up. He just did what he used what his he body, body really well, body, which yeah. is what you want him to do. He's six foot ten. He's like a, um, like some of the centres for the. He basketball. does what he does what Geelong want Blixarf to do, and sometimes mm. that works, and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, if he can do that week in week out, it won't work against every team. No, it's one percent like a Blixarf, but it, 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 it generally should the, work. Yeah, the non-stat influence basically is what it is. Um, rebound by the pies was amazing. Like the amount that the times that Adelaide got it in, Collingwood were able to rebound it out. Uh, I thought Varco probably played his best game for Collingwood off the top of my head. There's probably another couple that were right up there, but I thought he was excellent. Yeah, um, Dugowie had a really good game back. Dugowie was, you know, clearly wanted to prove it, but he he, he did really, really well. Um, but I mean, look, the, you know, their ball movement was excellent. They, they were looked, kicking low really well, which was interesting early. That kind of threw, threw Adelaide. Well, that So what made them look fast is the handballs. Mm. So for the first 30, 40 minutes of the game... The Crows were over handballing, but it was coming off. And they were playing that Bulldog style sort of, yep. you know, when they were, you know, up and about. And, they, you know, they had a very good game this week and we'll get into that. But they, that over handballing through Adelaide, because generally in the wet you don't do stuff like that. But it, it worked. It worked, yeah. Um, it, threw, it threw Adelaide and, and they, were, they were vulnerable. So, anyway, so let's um, better keep moving. But, you know, where the game was won for me was a game plan. We spoke about Bucks' as coaching this year. Ever since the um, you know the the gun to the head's been taken away, so to speak, with the contract situation, yeah, he's coaching free, you know, Hardwick style now, and with a new deal. And I I have to say, he completely out. Well, he completely outcoached um, Adelaide on the night. And the the whole coach, they had no ball, answers to and it. The, and the play, fa- I players know they finally believe yeah. in that style and that system. <clears throat> it helps that you do get a couple of. Faster players in your Dugowie and your Jaden Stephenson into, yeah, yeah. into that team, mm. which does help a lot. Mm. Um, and I think you'd be stoked as a Collingwood supporter that um, because of the little injury concerns behind Jaden in the lead up to the draft, that um, they got him at like six or seven. He was touted as a top three um, during the TAC uh, mm. early la- uh, halfway through last year, and you can see why he's he's skill and class, and he's. If he can keep going like that, and you don't want to put too much pressure on the young player, but he looks like he's going to be right up there. He looks um, really good, yeah. So, I mean, we could we could really keep going to this game because <clears> there was a lot of really interesting aspects to it. I mean, Trelaw was really like, good as well. It just a turnaround um, for Collingwood. Like, oh, it just they yeah. The, they they could not. I don't think have played better. But obviously, there was a lot of Adelaide that was quite down, and I, I think they've got serious concerns. But. We'll go a bit more into Adelaide in the next episode when we talk about their next game. So they've got Friday night against Sydney. So I think we'll probably do a pretty decent sized preview because that's one of the better games. So we'll, don't if you're an Adelaide supporter, don't feel like we've skipped on them too much. Although we'll, you probably want us we'll to get skip a bit further. After that they, game. they were horrendous, but we will we will get a bit further into it. But look, I don't, I don't, it's not panic stations yet. Definitely not. But panic there's stations. some, there's a few other points that we've written down here which we'll go into in the next yeah. one. So. Let's move into the next game. Uh, so, the next game was GWS and Fremantle. Yeah, G- GWS and Freo. So, um, again, we kind of said that this should be an easy win to GWS. However, 
we never thought um, that uh, it would uh, be as close as it got. Well, I didn't anyway. Well, not for the first half. No, yeah, I mean, so we, we, said it would, we said it would be okay early. Yeah, so, yeah. to do the score, so 80, yeah, that's what I was about 82, to. sorry, 82, 51. Well, uh, and it was at Canberra. GWS won by 31. So, so this is probably the only yeah. the second or third time Frio would have played the there, kids. and a lot of the kids would have never have played there. So it's it's a different territory, but um, look, they you, you stand out. So obviously, your regular players, your Fice and your Eels, they Sandals uh, was good. Sandals, they, they they did what they had to do, but at the end of the day, the GWS well, plethora of skillful yeah. players just got on top of them um, and did what they had to do, uh, which you would expect from a team that's touted as top two um, team in the comp at the moment. I, I yeah. can't see anyone disagreeing with that. It's just, it's just got class on every um, uh, every line. Yeah. And, and, and the and depth, depth as well. So they lose Scully and the, yeah. you know they lose a lot of these keys and you know D- and Dids comes in. Like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, Dids and Griffin the, were really the old The level they've got. But Cognilio, and you mentioned Cognilio well, he's, right so he's the smoke, he's, Smokey Brownlow. Yeah, so. he's fantastic. He's really stepping up. Um, with that extra responsibility, but he's such a classy player, and he's all Australian at the moment as well. Yeah, they look and having Green back injected well, some pace, and some skill around well, yeah. Uh, yeah. into the forward line. That does de- definitely helps because yes, Patton and uh, Cameron, Cameron are, are skillful. Patton seems to be playing a, a sort of a, a random ruck slash forward, obviously with well, low with yeah. So he's not going to have the... Lob, sorry, lob, lob, sorry, lob, sorry, yeah, lob. Sorry, one of our listeners pointed this out this week. It's lob, yeah, Apologies, sorry. Apologies, Mr. Lob. Um, so, which is good, because that means... I reckon it's good for Patton, because it takes pressure off him. He, he came in... We've had, got an engine, so yeah. they, they've, they've used him in a really good way. I, so I think it's smart. Yeah, Leon Cameron is... It makes um, him unpredictable as well. Definitely, definitely looked at uh, changing up the game plan. Um, they're not just gun-ho now. There's actually no. a lot of stopping and Some thinking about setting well. up play... Um, and whatnot. So you look dangerous signs for the rest of the competition with the Giants, um, but great signs for Freo Spotters. And we've said that almost every game now. For, just because Freo is so appalling last year, any little sign of improvement this year, I think, is a really good thing, especially for the competition if you're an AFL fan. So drawn out scores 11, 16, 7, 9. So, I mean, GWS you know, scored quite a few points. But, I mean, Fremantle were ahead. They, they were actually ahead in the first quarter. They were only a few points down in the second. So if you didn't see this game, I mean, Fremantle were competitive for the first whole half. Like, they were legitimately competitive, and then they completely dropped off. They scored only two goals up to half-time. Yeah. Which it's... is not ideal. So, I mean, they, you know, GWS. Yeah, look, the conditions weren't great as well, to be fair, to both teams. It was really windy out there. That that section of Marnica's, um, it's really a wind tunnel, that bit there. So the, the condition, and it was particularly windy. So, look, it, was, it wasn't a bad game. The first half was quite good to watch. And then after that, I mean, Fremantle just didn't look capable of, of doing it. You know, GWS came out a little bit lethargic. Um, Whitfield was just exposed as well. GWS were defending... Uh, sorry, Fremantle were defending very strongly too. And I don't think GWS knew quite how to play some of these kids. Probably because they hadn't played most of them. So, yeah. it was a really interesting game early. It was. And another young player that... Probably gets overlooked at GWS because there's so many stars. Is Taranto? He was fantastic. Well, he had so a, he had, much pressure. He had a mare last week, and I, I, I was we, we actually thought maybe he comes out and Green yeah, comes in, and then he but um, turns it, it up and it, has it, a great game. Well, yeah. Well, you have to in this side, yeah, otherwise you're you going because there's too, there's, there's too many jokers. Too many polite. people knocking on the door. Yeah, and um, again, and they, and their their young backline is um, really starting to look 
um, composed and, and, and linking up really well. Like Finlayson, like, I, I was still surprised he couldn't get in last year. I really, really well, thought it's he was a good like player. It's like Kennedy. But... He's, he's, he's basically into Carlton. Yeah, but he can't, can't get into this side. So. Yeah, so... But um, other than that, it went according to Skip, basically. Uh, they GWS probably should have won by a bit more. But yeah. I don't think they're going to... In those conditions, though, I don't think that's too bad. I mean, percentage... Yeah, I know it's not ideal, still, but... but I think they could easily have won by a lot more. We So we, we did say about this round, it was probably going to go to script, I think, to a large degree. And there's a few that went off, but... There's a few games we're probably not going to go to in as much depth as we probably would normally. I mean, this this wasn't the greatest game to have watched, um, especially the second, especially the last the second quarter half. Bit, yeah, yeah, the last quarter, you know, it never really looked like much. So, but if I'm Ross Lyon, you know, I thought they switched from offense to defense at times really well. I thought defense was was quite good, um, but yeah, I mean, look, Fife really tried. Matera, you know, got a couple of goals. You know, there was and he actually scored quite a quite a solid one. But yeah, look, I think. <laughs> There's, it's, there's not much more to go into this, you know. Mundy tried his heart out, but there's the, the, they just don't have the depth just yet. No. That, that, some... that lower rung of your Neils and people like that have got to, you know, once that gap, you know, and is a bit thinner, it's going to make it a lot better. And that better. forward line, I mean, I was talking about Cam McCarthy and um, Tabernard. Well, we said he might know some Monica tricks. Yeah, but then, then they no basically, tricks. I mean, they were, they were serviceable, but Zero there, tricks. there was no scoreboard pressure from either of those two. In, in this day and age, or oh, any game of football if your two key forwards aren't at least combining for three or four goals you've got no chance of winning a game of football yeah I mean so to let like Matera yeah he's a classy player don't get me wrong but Tabernar and, and, and Cam they they should be pass mark for them would be five to six goals to 20 game in game out if they could get a Jesse Hogan over to Fremantle which I still think is in play um, if they could get him over there that would completely change that side yeah, I, it would help. Yeah, it would def- absolutely. I think there's some other things that they would do first. But look, it's he wants to he's, come, he's, and there's not many players that want to come back to WA. So if they can get him to come over there, well, I think how many forwards they've tried to get. Jack yeah, Rewalt. No, I mean, there's a hundred. I get that. Tried going for. I, uh, I think Jesse's pretty Clark. happy at Melbourne at the moment. Well, he signed a shorter deal. They offered him a much longer deal. I, I wouldn't count it. His whole family's over there. Yeah, no, no. He'll he'll go home. I actually, I would, I would bank he goes back to West Coast or, or to Fremantle, one or the other. Well, not back, he hasn't been there yet, but I, rec- I reckon he's going over there. Anyway. Um, if Melbourne don't win a f- final, play finals anytime soon, that could be right. Well, after, after the game this week, <laughs> why, well, maybe that's why it came back in my yeah. head. So. Alright, well that, that's probably about it for that game. It wasn't, it was, it went <laughs> yeah. to script, it wasn't a lot of depth. In, well, it wasn't as intriguing as the result in the game we just talked no, about. No, I mean, it's a little less one-sided than, than the previous game. So, like, if you look at contested possessions, 148 to 115. So that that's a serious win there um, to GWS. You know, the contested marks were significantly ahead, 14 to 5. Marks inside 50, 12 to 5. So that's a... You know, we didn't go through the specific stats with the last game, but they, were, they weren't as interesting. This is a pretty resound beating there. Clearances, Fremantle won, but that's because of Sandalance, so... Yeah, and it is. Like you said, it's, it shows you basically where those two teams are at. Mm-hmm. And that's with GWS uh, taking the foot off the pedal yeah. or, or not playing as good in more longer periods of the game than Fremantle did. Fremantle were um, good, like when you look at the skill levels and, and where you think the teams sit. Um, I think Freo were probably... At, fourth and fifth gear for a lot of the game whereas GWS are probably second or third for a lot of the game they got into fifth in patches just to oh, just to, that. Just, to <laughs> yeah. just to get a little breathing space 
Um, it's a long way, to, long way to travel it as is well. Too, yeah. But I, I think the other thing too is, you know, like Freeman, Damn, Freeman have got their, well, they got, was 19, but they got there quite early, but the conditions were terrible. And they're just a young side. It's going to take time. So tackles inside 50 as well. GWS won at uh, 18 yeah. to four. So they, you know. Yeah, you know, a, you're not, yeah. Again, if you can't keep the ball in your forward 50 um, and keep, and at least put some, some type of pressure on the defense, they'll, they'll just feel uh, like all their, um, Christmas to come at once, that's especially it. that back line. So that skill. So that keeps. Um, we might start bringing the ladder into it here and there because now we're kind of getting a little bit further into the season. So if you listen to past episodes, we pretty much don't talk about the ladder because it's, it's oh, really it's... rubbish early on. So yeah. So that ke- that keeps GWS at number one. That win. So yeah. So with a pretty good percentage. Yeah. They they're going to be. I think you know, especially with their run, they're going to be top four. One other thing, just before we move on to the. Um, Next game, so that's actually the eighth win in a row for GWS at Canberra now. So, so home away from home. Well, they're they're clearly making that into a skilled stadium or whatever the hell it's called now type of fortress. Um, And with the games at Spotless and Canberra, if they win eighty percent of those, they're basically going to make the eight. Well, yeah, these teams they're winning all of them. So the teams that have got a home, an interstate home game helped Hawthorne quite a bit. Hawthorne, North Melbourne have got (laughs) an amazing record in. Hobart, Hobart now, well, 11 yeah. 3 or something like that. And yeah, yeah I can't wait straight. to talk about that game. That was, that was very exciting. Yeah, so it's yeah, 12 3 now. So, bit of, yeah. a bit of a snoozer this week. So Has been. So, well, talking about speaking snoozers, of snoozers, <laughs> do you want me to, do you want me to I'll, I'll, have, I'll intro this game. I get the um, raw end of the stick. So, Richmond won 110 to 17. Uh, so Richmond won by 93 points over Brisbane and I don't think uh, you're the on, on the Saturday. And I don't so. think you're the only Richmond supporter that's not that excited about this win because... No, well, look, so... Let, the wins a win, I get let, that. Let me give you some statistics. So it's the lowest score for Brisbane ever, ever, in, ever. in the whole club's history. So Brisbane Raw, who I just learnt recently exist, they're an A-league team. They, A-league they, team. They, they beat, this is soccer, they beat the Lions... On the weekend, more goals. Kick three goals. They kicked three goals in their in their. That, so. That's the equivalent of kicking about a hundred odd points in football. More oh, AFL. More, more so it's more stats. I haven't stopped. No. So uh, two two players beat Brisbane. So uh, Dustin Martin and me mate uh, George Costanza. Oh, um, Costanza. Um <laughs> So yeah, I mean, look. This this is a this was a woeful game and and you know I follow the game but I, I do Actually, te- technically I do barrack for for Richmond you know but that said like it was it was was pretty bad so oh it's actually three so <laughs> apologies when I did this the game hadn't finished yet so Townsend must have got a late goal wow so yeah, three so that means four players this round beat a team. That's um that's yeah, embarrassing. It's a, it's so embarrassing. this is this was just um, Richmond pornography, really. I mean, this was yeah. you know it, it's you know this we're not going to talk much about this game. There's really nothing to take out of it. I mean, the only two two things to take out of it. So I just really, oh, damn it, we forgot it with GWS Freo. Where was the game one? I mean, experience. I think we sort of said that though. Oh, this skill. Now we said right at the start. Skill, it's just skill. Yeah, that's true. Just just more class on well, every line. Where yeah. the game was all right. Well, the same with this one, except in in capital letters. So I mean, this was. You know, Martin kicked six goals in the wet. Like, let, let's yeah. be fair. Like, this was a, a, a bit of a joke. Um, the only the only Brisbane player I was remotely impressed with was um, the number one draft pick from last year, who's like twelve. Um, Cam Rayner was was quite good. So, 
Interesting. I, I didn't. I got nothing else to say. So there was one. Brisbane other guy. drank their. I think Brisbane drank their bathwater a little bit after after that Port Adelaide game. And I want to go into a little bit when we get into the Essendon Port game. The two teams out of that game last week. So last week, if you remember, Port Adelaide played Brisbane at, at Adelaide Oval in thirty degree heat. Mm. Both teams looked baked. Baked, yeah. So oh, that was clearly a tough game in the heat. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, sorry, you were going. Oh no, no. It was it was interesting. You talked about a young player because this is my heat checker for for round four. It was it's a lesser known young um, guy for Brisbane. Wow, plays you, in the you picked a heat check out of this game. Yeah, yeah. He was Jeez. um he was picked like twenty two or twenty three in the in a twenty sixteen draft. Mm. His name's Alec uh, Witherden. Now he was oh, under immense well. Playing in the back line um, against a team that just keep pumping the ball in. He had 27 touches. Um, in had, the trenches. Yeah, in the trenches. Um, got 97, uh, 97 uh, dream team points. But this is this is a stat. He went at 81% efficiency by disposal. So he had, as I said, 27 touches, uh, 90 kicks, um, 8 handballs. 19 of them were uncontested. So for he must have got loose... And, and, and found the yeah. pill to get it out but obviously it just kept coming back I, so. I'll be honest I don't, I don't even think I noticed but nah. I'm sure it was such Eight a bad game to watch and I felt I actually legitimately nodded off in this game yeah so and, and not and not only was it rebounding he actually pumped the ball three times in, into the 50 as well so I thought he was he was really excellent but obviously he wasn't in the top 10 draft picks so, of his year so he's, he's going to no. go a little bit unnoticed so, so that was a shine that was a bit of a shining light for for Lions on a on a really dismal day like 17 points is I don't care who you are really disgraceful. I, you could travel around Australia for 7 days and come back you sh- you're a professional football team you should be able to put a lot more they, goals they, they, scores they were on terrible. Line. yeah, yeah. and, and not just the young players too like, I, I saw some mistakes from Hodge Christensen the, uh, Beams they, they all looked all, off yeah. all looked a bit off and so it's unexcusable um, well, for especially a when, football team exactly and especially when last week we rated Brisbane so highly we spent ages talking about that game you know really talking up Brisbane and saying oh look it's the first time I've watched them play in ages and they've actually legitimately been exciting and then they and come they and dish this. this up. So. Yeah. And I thought the crowd was pretty poor as well. Given when, you know, Richmond just got 90, what is it, 92,000 members. Yeah. There was only 32,000 there. I'm surprised like a few more didn't, you know, it was always going to be a tight show. Especially considering the Why Lions, up to it? especially when the Lions heritage is Fitzroy. No, there was well, there was a few thousand there, but uh, look, I, I thought oh, I thought they would have got more too, just because of the excitement from the week before, almost upsetting Port Adelaide. Yeah. But, I know, think people thought the weather was going to be a lot worse, but the, look, the, yeah. it, it was it was a horrendous game though. Um, it was it was unwatchable in a lot of ways. Um, I hope you understand the dedication. As I said, it was it was a horrific game. game. I, I, I mean, I think it says more about how challenging and difficult it is going to be to beat Richmond for all the other teams. Which we already knew, though, so I'm not... Yeah, and I'm, again, another game, I'm not reading too much into where Brisbane are at. Young team, and I agree, that heat must have sapped a lot of energy at them. I just... Well, they clearly, I, but on top of that, I think they drank some of their bathwater yeah, as well. But they, they, they had a bit of soapy in the throat. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, Adelaide was still able to score 58. Originally. Frio was still able to oh, score 51. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's only a couple of teams here. Pretty wonderful. We'll get anyway. there's some horrible games this week. So, but, yeah. but I mean, even Richmond. Look at this six sixteen fourteen. Like they that could have been even worse. Um, yeah, but yeah, look, there's really... not there's I don't, I don't think there's too much else to kind of highlight of this game. This is pretty awful. Brisbane yeah. didn't score a goal till the third quarter. How sickening! Sickening. Is that? Yeah. I mean, so like, two points, four points, and then they finally. And again, won like the first game we talked about. I mean, 
It is embarrassing. I Twenty think they to should five be marks inside fifty to Richmond. Mm. Um, more tackles oh. inside fifty. Nine the to stats two. are all. It's Just... all one way. This is not worth deep diving into. Nah. I don't think. Um, so look, where the game was won, one team Martin. is very good, and another team, team is, is got a lot of on the day. So. Got a lot of learning to do. Yeah, and I think look, there's the you know Brisbane. The reality is after last week, I think people thought maybe maybe Brisbane's not a bottom four team, but. I think they might still be. They've still got a little way to go. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, not too much to get into that game. Uh, I don't think there's going to be too many people going to dig into that game. No. Then, we finally, finally got a good one. So, oh, a really what, good one. What a belter of a game. So, this was clearly game of the round. Yeah. So, so this is the Dogs, Dogs versus Sydney, Sydney at Eddie Head. And the final score, you know, the really final score, was kicked in the... Dying Last, uh, minute. 10 seconds, yeah. yeah uh, so 86 to Sydney, and they defeated the Doggies 79, and the uh, actual score score. Full score. Full score. Oh, I can't remember what it was now. Where is it? I'll bring it up. So it was uh, 11 goals, 13. Doggies. Yeah. Um, um, 13 8. So, yeah, again, and we've talked about it every round, um, a lot of teams are kicking themselves out of a winning position, and we saw that. Well, dogs were really, only really. from persistency were, were were still in it at the end. I think they they were they were really good on the day. Yeah, a lot of lot of you know respects you could say they were unlucky, but they missed some absolute. There was so much footage that they will look back at this week and think far out. Why was that decision made? Yeah, well, or, or and there's a lot of people I think that are going to spend a few hours in front of the big sticks. And uh, see if they can actually well, Tom, kick them. Tom Boyd kicked five in the VFL. Yeah, so they're getting a bit of pressure. From, getting a bit of pressure from some of the guys in the in the uh, in the Magoos, which is yeah. which is good. But again, though, I think it, yeah, it's no four points. So you're going to be disappointed as a dog supporter. But uh, at least it, again, turning around, they're playing some good footy to watch. Papley was really good. I mean, we'll, we'll break yeah. it up a bit and then yeah, we'll go a bit Sydney, overall. Yeah. Um, we're going to Sydney initially, so we'll, you generally start with the team that won. Um, Papley was really good. Um, oh, the buddy was really good late. He should have kicked six, though. Um, strangely, a few of those, you know, he was, yeah. yeah. You just don't see him miss those. It's like seeing Federer double fault. You just don't see that very often. Um, Alir Alir, I, I don't know why he was playing. Um, he There was talk earlier in the week that he's still ages away from being ready. So I don't know. He looked significantly undercooked, but I don't know. He managed to get through it. Rampy was excellent. Um, I, I thought he was really, really impressive. Hanabry was almost hard tagged through bits of the match, but he ended up kind of, you know, just kind of struggling through. Um, but he was, he was still pretty good. But I mean, look, you know, there were, it was a very team effort from Sydney. It was really consistent across the board. Parker was, you know, they missed him so much in the first six games uh, last year, and you know, it, the, he, him being back up at the top is is a massive deal now for that side. Yeah, uh, three goals and three possessions is pretty pretty ridiculous. So he, Heaney was excellent too. Mills, I thought was impressive at times. Yeah, all as well. those that that younger uh, midfield that they've got have yeah. really stepped up, and they're taking a lot of pressure off Kennedy, Hanbury, McVeigh. Yeah, well, McVeigh doesn't play through the mid that much anymore. Well, he did a couple of times. He peeled, he peeled into it a couple of times. Yeah, and it just uh, it makes him so unpredictable. And um, oh. Sydney, they can rotate. Figured out how to be unpredictable, and that is a massive, massive win. Massive win, and that's yeah. how the dogs won that flag. It's and, a massive reason for how that happened. And Buddy will still have an influence. Regardless, but he doesn't need to kick eight, nine goals, and they don't need to just kick it to him twenty-seven times in a game and all that type of stuff. Easternwood was good on him. He was but, very but, good. But but that said, though, let's say Buddy converts even three of those four points, 
he that's six goals one that's probably not a great you wouldn't really tick tick that like no and it just shows he's I mean, a very good player but that's still okay. not a tick so when North Melbourne in the 90s were needing a boost who gave it to him Carey mm. game in game out the glasser Adelaide who did it uh, McLeod or uh, Rashudo like yeah. he again anyone who thinks that Franklin is not the best player in the AFL. Just need to go and watch him live and just see how he works. His work rate is so up hard, there with yeah. um, Rui, like as in uh, Rewalt. Yeah, he's, he's ridiculous. Um, kind of kicks like Rui Nick as well. Rewalt, yeah. Kick eight goals one game and this week one goal kicked like Nick Rewalt, literally. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, yeah, looks. But they've got they've got they got class everywhere. Class across the board. Um, I thought that the key for me, you know, where the game was won. I mean. Sydney, the way they spread across that ground was just so impressive. You know, it's it's, a, it's different at Etihad, and I thought they did it really, really well. I thought Sydney... I, I took a note during the game that Sydney were playing clearances with a lot of diversity. And by that, I mean where they were tap, where um, Sinclair was tapping in turn, the way they were structuring up, they were regularly mixing it up. Hasn't he turned into... And I thought that was impressive. Well, we spoke about this last usable, week. Very usable. Sinclair. Stuff. He can is, move well, up and down. We both had Sinclair, uh, Sydney down the ladder because yeah. we, we thought, no rucks, who, who's going to... And Sinclair he's lifted. He's very, way, very good. Way better than we thought he was. So mobile around the ground. Um, he's a very good disposal yeah. of the footy as well, which a lot of rucks aren't you just go mate just handball it to someone running past but you're quite comfortable and happy having him kick it to someone because he's yeah. pretty good yeah Sydney absorbed the pressure pretty well but um, anyway let, let's pivot into mm. the dogs though so look a massive lift I thought they improved again um, obviously their first two rounds were horrible we were starting to all the bat and we thought oh no here we go yeah. um, they were good against Essendon they were great against Sydney so I, yep. I, I think I think this was a clear another step up so personally, I think Sydney are, are a better side than Essendon. Um, I think they're probably fifteen to twenty percent better, even. But look, who knows? We're obviously very early in the season, but I still think they're a better side. Um, and against a better side, you've got to lift, you know, further. And I thought, you know, Dogs were really impressive. Although Bont was even better, um, Dogs quick hands, so that, they were just excellent. You know, handballing really, really cleverly. Um, you know, just finding space. The Dogs are winning the clearances consistently throughout the match. They're butchering their chances going inside fifties yeah. though. A lot of contested marks, but then you know that they, the thing that well, I guess the what I would say though, one thing that really impressed me with the dogs was their ability to restructure. So when there was a turnover, they would restructure so quickly, and yeah. that's something that they just did not do last year. The no, amount of times when the, when the all yeah. the first two rounds, yeah. the amount of times when the ball flipped around and the play changed, and that's that's football. You get a bad bounce or something happens. They, they were slow on the uptake. Whereas throughout this game, consistently, they responded to Sydney really, really, really well. So there was a lot of that yeah, they never let the game. Yeah, they, even though Sydney kicked four goals in a row here and there, or three goals, they never dogs never looked out at this game. They always looked like they could pull back oh, any, any, any lead that um, Sydney may have got, which they did. Um, and when you look at... Inaccuracy, though. Inaccuracy, yeah. Like, <laughs> Suckling. Two, yeah, two of their three best players in Suckling and Dunkley, I mean, they kicked seven behinds behind, between the two Suckley of them. Suckley's... Seven. We spoke to each other during the match, and you know I haven't seen too many players that can feel kick like Suckling and then miss goals like he, Suckling. He's, yeah, it's he, just unreal. You know... You know he, Can't he, he, he just you know, pretend someone in the crowd is, is a he's player happy, that he's got he to kick happy. It's like Happy Gilmore. Again, oh, tee off. Can't yeah. part. That's a good, great comparison. <laughs> and I love Suckling. I was disappointed when he went to the Well, he used to play yeah. at your... But, um, McRae, I saw a Quality. stat... Quality. 
I've written he's, down here McClay. Yeah, but he's a number of, number of 30 touch games in a row now. He's Frank. like six or seven. Yeah. So just goes about his business, just gets the job done. And look, and there's a lot of them in that team. Um, there's a then, lot of, lot of um, yeah, just very this, classic dog just, players. Yeah, they're just um, blue, collars, blue collar just worker. Yeah, that yeah. classic blue. Um, but they look, again, the more teams that can be like this, can be competitive, the better this season's going to be. And I, I really hope the dogs prove me right and they uh, in the top eight at the end of the year because they, they, they're happen. an exciting game of, they've got an exciting brand of football when they play it they look horrible that's the difference from their 2016 is their bad their worst football is really bad yeah there's too much of a gap to between their best and their worst I agree yeah unlike a team like Sydney Sydney's worst they got someone um, or enough pillars that will can just will them over the line and same as Geelong and obviously, oh, not the, maybe not at the moment, but no, I know what you mean with Geelong. Yeah, well, they have. Yeah. They... So my, my head check for this week is Dunkley. I Dunkley, if he had converted on the scoreboard, would have had an absolute blinder. So mm. he kicked four. So the head check, if you first time you listen to this podcast, it's when we highlight, uh, and as you would have heard before, but just to kind of run it over a bit, we highlight sort of a lesser known player. So we're not going to say, yeah, you know. Martin kicks six, you know, that's, no, 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 it's more about kind of like, not necessarily the best player in the game, but someone that just did very, very, very well and somebody to watch ongoing. Yep. So, I mean, you don't hear that much talk about him outside of the, you know, the dogs, you know, discussions. 22 possessions, um, you know, just dominated really. I mean, seven tackles. He was, he was really, really good throughout the match. Did a lot of good things. Kicked four points. So let's say he kicks three, one, or even two, two. That's a... Kicks two that's goals. A blinder. He kicks like, two that's goals. A, they that's win. a proper blade. Well, that's exactly it. So he he was he was fantastic yeah. throughout the match. Uh, the bond looked good. That was as I said before. You know that was easily his best match this year. Um, I think Redpath needs to lift for me. Um, yeah. I thought he let them down on a number of occasions. What are their injuries like? Um, so where's is, where's well, um, we Jordan? Is it Jordan Roughhead? Yeah, Jordan Roughhead. So like, he because he, he brings he brings that. Mobile ruck into that. Well, he's that. still out for a while. So I he's think still out he's, for a while. So yeah. he's not listed in that list, but no, but he is. Um, he's indefinite or something, isn't no, he? No, 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 no. There, there is a possibility he'll be back in the next couple of oh, weeks. Okay. So, but this year, I mean, they've again a team that is bringing it, even though they've got some major outs. I mean, obviously, unfortunately, Pickin could potentially never play football again. Libba's well, tell, out. Tell, tell the listeners that story because I, I said a couple of weeks that, that a couple of weeks ago that he was, you know, yes. right in there. But yeah, so they're really, really concerned um, about his well-being, not for fo- just football, like living type scenario. He's He can't remember stuff, apparently. Wow. See, he, I, didn't, I didn't realize so these, this this con- these concussions have, um, uh, this concussion has built up and uh, it's, it's playing a, 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 a lot of, on his actual overall well-being, so that's what I'm um, led to believe from what I've read and what I've heard. So it's yeah, um, it's it's not looking good, and it's obviously something that the dogs, as a um, fairly family-oriented club, they're going to put all their players' welfare at the at the at good, the start. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. So that's really disappointing. He's obviously a star of that team. Um, obviously unlucky not to win the norm, I reckon, in that grand final win. He was super. And but that that's on I top. I think Tom Boyd yeah. got the norm personally, but no, I know he was, but still, he was, he was still pretty yeah. good. Yeah. But on top of that, so you got him out, Dale Morris out, Libba out, 
um, Crozier out. Um, oh, it's it's, 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 it's pretty intense. Yeah, and these but are players. They seem to, but like let's let's talk though on so the maybe other that. side of the coin though. So I just checked before while you were talking as yeah. well. Rufford looks like he's available next week. Okay, so. yeah. So that that's good. And if we'll um, talk about that in the next Boyd's episode, back then that that's bodies. Yeah, um, we'll talk about that next episode. Yeah, definitely. So just the other thing with the dogs. I mean, you know, this this turnaround in terms of depth as well. Like where where's English come from? Didn't he look good? Like that chase down. He, but didn't, even, he didn't get I know, him. In I wrote the end, down. Well, I wrote down. English did really well against Sinclair before that happened at the very end. So I mean, that I, was I, actually a good match. If if you kept I, I sat really, down and this, watched, this was, it was the best game of the round. I I thought um, I was really really impressed with a lot of things. So if you haven't caught up on it as well, um, there was a melee. I think it was in. I forget off the top of my head. It was in the second quarter. I think was it was. it the start of a quarter or I something? I think so. Yeah, it might have been the start of the third. It doesn't matter. But um, so Hunter's been given a week. For, for that head push. Um, that push into Pavley, yeah, yeah, or punch, whatever you want to call it. So he's been given a week. So, but look, I look, I so and Graham for Richmond as well. I forgot to mention that he um, went into Zorko in that last match, the yeah. Richmond Brisbane game again. You know, I'd imagine Graham comes out and yeah, we'll, we'll go into that next week, uh, next episode. Sorry, yeah. so put a name in a hat and yeah. Cares. I, well, I think <laughs> Morris will probably come in. Yeah, probably against yeah. Melbourne. Um, so uh, getting back to this game, but yeah, look, I, look, I would have loved to go. We could, we it. could, yeah. I think both of us were tied up, but this this was an outstanding game. Uh, we, I was I was super impressed with it on both sides. Although both teams looked really really good. Uh, one thing I wrote as well as a side note, you know, I, I, I liked that the young dogs got this rivalry. It's always mm. exciting when you see like a Hawthorne Geelong game or something like that, and a young player from either side just gets, gets the rivalry, the rivalry yeah. it, there's something about it that's exciting it's like nah this English he gets it you know like he, he gets that okay. you know, this, this, is this, important. Is, this is a very not, the, not that you should go out and not think this is a dud game and who cares but you know players think up and down you, at different points yeah absolutely you do You uh, the players even admit to it now and some of the coaches do that there's some teams oh. you just get up a little bit more for totally. so no, co- no. coming up and we'll talk about it Next round, uh, next episode about the round ahead, but mm. Anzac Day doesn't matter where Essendon and Collingwood sit. Generally speaking, they yeah. just yeah. Sometimes it's a blowout, but it, they all really get, get, though. But it's not because of lack of effort. It's usually just one team so much better than the other. Mm. Yeah. So, but yeah, look, this has turned into a great rivalry. Um, and as we said earlier, just bad goal kicking. It'd be great to see dogs. this happen again in a final. I think that would be fantastic to see these two two again in a final. But, yeah, absolutely. You know, so I, might, one time away, happen, yeah, obviously, so only, but only round four. I think. Look, there was no, nah, but in terms of looking ahead, because these, I, I think these, I think the dogs could turn it around. I, I, with seeing some of these kids, that's how confident I am that this might turn around. But inaccuracy killed them, so that that's where the game was won. Accuracy, well, miraculously, they're only. This is the thing. It's so early in the season. They're only a game out of and percentage out of the eight. Oh, look, it's not a so, massive concern right now. So. Let's get into the next game. Uh, so, following game we're going to go into now is a complete busted ass down in Tasmania. Oh, this podcast making me talk about these sort of games. So, North Melbourne won by 86 points over the Carlton yep. Blues. A game Carlton where... were insipid. North were very good. And I don't think... Next game. So Yeah, no. yeah, almost. Uh. But it's, it's, it's disappointing that I think we weren't the only two people talking about football that thought this would actually be a really close game or should be a really close game. I think we said North by about 20 or 30 points. Yeah, just because that... I have to listen back to it. And that was more to do because we did see that they'd had a really good record down in in Hobart. And it is a tough place to to play. But to think it was going to be this big a margin, and again, Carlton showed like 
lifelessness, then I don't know. But yeah, so the scores were just as a reminder. So eighteen eight. One hundred and sixteen. No, and then four. Well, no. So eighteen eight, and then yeah. four six. So on top of it, North were accurate too. 116. 116 to 30. So just an absolute walloping. And to allow a 34-year-old to just do whatever he pleases and kick three goals. Well, that's Jared Waite. Uh, we uh, we waited. obviously obviously waited, I think he must have been listening because he's, he's played really good for yeah, us. Yeah, it's actually been good since I ripped him <laughs> yeah. up that day. So that was good, and obviously Big That's Brenny true. Brown, um, oh, what the a most star. underrated forward in the game. Yeah, he's um, he's he's he dead. Eyed, he's a dead eye dick. It's and he's getting clean possession. Like he's mid the midfielders. Looks are like just the clown, but he, he gets it. Yeah, um, and they they look good. I mean, I'm not again. I'm not going to talk too much about. So Murphy was a laid out as well. We yeah. didn't see with a hit a plant. So they reckon he's got a plant of fascia as well. Yeah, has everyone got a plant of fascia? Planet. It's a, yeah, all these everything. Every all these player. new comp. Yeah, it's oh, this again. This comes back. It's the to, new syndesmosis, whatever it was. Are we pushing the players too much during the se- preseason because these injuries too much never existed? Well, they never existed five six years ago, or there was very little of them. Turf well, it wasn't toe. This, yeah, it's oh. <laughs> I'm joking. But who knows what... Yeah, anyway. Um, this was not a good game. So this was pretty much North Pawn. So basically like, you know, Richmond Pawn, really not much of a difference in a lot of ways. Silvani got back in. He had a busted-ass game. Um, if I sound defeated, I'm sorry. Casbol uh, was horrendous again, so 0-0. Zero, yeah. zero. Uh, so yeah, he kicked... What did he do well last week? Four goals along yeah. those lines. Busted-ass again. Kerno, neither Kerno, nah. No, nah, they did, weren't insipid. Nah. Insipid. And that's why I'm not reading Insibid. too I'm not reading too much into North Melbourne at this stage because the two teams that have beaten uh, are probably the trusty. two best two worst teams in the comp in St Kilda and Catton. Catton. So Bad they man. were good. I'm not taking away the win away from North at all. No, but no, no, they um, were really good. So North clearly clearly are still playing uh, Tasmania very, very well. Yeah. Um even with a bunch of kids still in a lot of respect. Yeah, and, they're, and well. their senior players mm. play the type of football you'd expect and play Zebel again from the front as their captain was excellent. Weight we've touched on, very good. Brown kicked the bag. Eight um, goal scorers too, which is good. Yeah, good spread. That's not too bad. I think you ideally want around ten ish, but eight is still good. Yeah. And look, Daw again was very serviceable in That's defense. Daw was really good. He and if great. he can, if he they, if they can keep with it, he's going to have some moments where a forward's going to just tear him apart because mm. there's some forwards out there that will just right. do that. They'll do that. They'll do that to a, a defender. The game still though. Yeah, absolutely. So good on him. Um, Hartung was good. I, I was going to say a couple of well, couple well, of speedsters they got from Hawthorne Hartung and Jed Anderson. Good to see Jed back on there because he had some injury concerns and That's didn't true. get a lot of footy. Um, I didn't know who it was for a second. He's got a lot of hair. Does he? Yeah, he's got the got that's the mop. Right he does, doesn't he? Sorry, he's got yeah. the mop there. So that that's good. That's I'm I'm always happy to see um, players that are touted at one team uh, struggle, but then get a second or third chance somewhere else and and and, and play really well. So good on to them. Um, good on to Scotty as well. He's got a bit of pressure off him. Um, and North should, North supporters should all rock up to the Etihad this weekend. Let's just pivot again, just back to Carlton for a second. No, really. So, just I know I'd, I'd rather I'd rather not. But getting the, the bat out. Gabble, well, <laughs> I'm going to oil it up soon. So they they've been they've been pretty disappointing. I mean, we, we are going to do an episode soon where we'll pick three or four teams <clears throat> um, that we really lay the bat into. But I don't know. Like the, the main the thing with Carlton is there's so many key. 
you know, they, they need Doherty so bad. Like, you know, and then now Marchbank as well, far out. Like, they just keep getting I know, injuries. You can't always have injuries as an excuse. I know other, other teams have got them, like dogs, but then yet they're, they're playing really well. So I, I just don't think Carlton have the depth still. So, God, it'd be horrible to be a Carlton supporter, I'll tell yeah. you what. Especially considering they said they were going to be more attacking. I mean, it has been clearly, have, and that, well, let's have that discussion. Well, they Do you want to have that discussion? Well, they have this done, they've done the complete opposite. About. They have done the complete opposite. They've almost. They don't know how to do it. But the they've problem. almost allowed twice as many points to be conceded against them. So exactly. that's. Oh. Yes, I know it's a whole different game plan and stuff, but I would have thought but naturally. They're not ready. But they're not ready. Naturally, everyone wants to kick goals. I don't care if you're a six-year-old or 16 or 26 or 36. You want to kick goals. I think so. I asked you off air, when do you think Carlton switch back to last year's game plan? They have to do it this round. They have to. To be fair to the... Like, again, I know I keep propping the dogs up, but to be fair, dogs realised Eastern Wood forward, cooked idea, put him back. Yep. They realised... And another team that we'll talk about um, later did the same thing. Exactly, in Essendon. So, look, I think... I think that surely the Blues are going to have to start to think this is not going to work out. I think we really, really need to just go back to defensive because we're going to get cooked. And I would actually, because... And this is going to murder the confidence even further of, um, you know, your weederings and these sort of players that have no confidence right now. But maybe Liam it will. Joneses, and they just look like they're But turn it, just struggling. change it up a little bit because, um, obviously, uh, with half the midfield that was there last year not being there with injury or moving um, clubs... All the attention goes to Cripps. All yeah. attention is going to Patrick Cripps. Get him on a half back. He's so skillful. They need him in the middle though. They don't have an engine. Yeah, I get that. But if they're I know bleeding, what you're saying, though, yeah. um, and maybe chuck a, a one of the Kerno boys into the midfield. Maybe, maybe Ed because he's a big body, big bigger body, and I don't know what the answer is. But they're going to have to the flip answer. this around because they're going to be bleeding. Well, the answer is to is to is to go back to what they were doing, and it's uglier football, but at least it stops the bleeding. And then maybe go for the more offensive game plan next year. They're clearly not ready to do it now. Or just and they've have, got too many injuries. They've we'll got have too a many Casbolt issues. One out. They can't afford to do this. The big problem at the moment is without Doherty and Marchbank, so many of their mids have to peel back. Well, Murphy as well before the game, but so many of their, of their engine has to peel back to help defence. Mm. Half the time they get opened up. That's, yeah, that's And it, you know, North's you know, clearly not a top side. That's not an insult. It's just a reality. They they just split them open. Yeah, their midfield is more uh, experienced too. So, yeah, I don't think we probably need to go into this one too much more. Um, we'll talk about North a little there's bit a, in the next game. Yeah, there's, and, a lot, and, there's a lot to do with We could keep going, but There's it, a lot to do there. We we'll probably can talk about this for the rest of the year. The issue more is the game plan, and that's going to be someone... I th- well, that can be... A, that's a bat team coming up, so... Yeah. Next, the coast versus the coast. And again, I apologise in the last episode saying coast v. coast. And, and like for, for like five minutes when I re-listened to the episode, I was like, hang on, what? So I, I Eagles know, versus... I, the Eagles, Suns. Eagles versus Suns, but I kept saying coast and coast, and then eventually I fixed it up. And so it was one thirty nine to fifty nine. Yeah, so twenty one goals, thirteen. That was West Coast to nine goals, five goals. Uh, Another pretty busted ass game. But at least they were kicking straight. Yeah, that's true. So, so if you didn't see the game, Gold Coast were competitive for the first quarter, and that's about it. I think they'll be very disappointed the fact yeah. that they got to stay over in Perth for that for the long. week, no traveling. Oh, they've been there for um, like three weeks. weeks. Yeah. And to put in a, a pretty dismal effort, like they've been probably the that was a surprise team up until last week for me. Like just how competitive they had been, and obviously won a few games. 
a couple of games, I should say. But uh, obviously, West Coast, um, like depth. Um, That's what won the game. Depth. They have so much more depth. They have so much more options. So many more scoring options. We spoke about West Coast in the off season, and our big concern was. And big you know, yeah, talking midfield. point was, would they, but with with that too, but with West Coast, we thought that they should be so much better. They have so many quality forwards. Why are they not winning more games throughout the year? But they seem to have figured it out. I mean, it's 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 hard not to talk about West Coast more specifically in this game because you know, Gold Coast young side. There's not as much I think to discuss. No. really. I mean, they're a very young side. That we, we I've got them nearly bottom of the ladder, but I mean with West Coast. So let, let's talk about this. Why are they so much better? So right now, West Coast are second on the ladder. Second on the ladder, and they're averaging they've got massive points percentage a game. as 110 well. points a game. So they've scored 441 points so far this season. So that's huge. And they've only had Kennedy for one of those games. Yeah, and he kicked five. Kicks Just comes five back and return. kicks five. Yeah, as you do. Darling had a good game. I think Darling... Five-three, too. Yeah. Could have more. So Darling, obviously... Um, has got a lot of confidence about him. Looks good. Um, Lacral still looks good. Lacral looks good. Um, but it's that mid- But it's that midfield. That midfield that everyone thought. How are they going to win it without Mitchell and um, Prittis? And you know what? It's brought five or six of them because now the- it's unpredictable. And that's and that's so that's the that's the why fast. I think they're better. They're that's they're fast, fast. because the the big thing with exactly and the big thing with West Coast was they were slower through the mid because of the Prittis and the Mitchell factor. But yeah, take they, that out and wow. Yeah, so they look. Yo good. looked fantastic. Yeah, so Yo was one of the most underrated players in the game. So West Coast look as good, if not more promising, than twenty fifteen when they made the grand final. Yeah, I, at, the, a, at the moment, I, I would agree. And I mean, yeah, I mean they haven't. Oh, well, they beat Geelong, which that's a that was a good win scale. at home. And and, and Geelong, they, well, Geelong had you know that that's they a, had the yeah. dogs when they shouldn't, have, but they um I mean Sydney obviously, yeah I'm. I'm could have won that Sydney game. A two or three more, two or three more rounds will probably. Say I need a more bit sample more from size. West Coast. Yeah, yeah. Barras look good as well. I really like Barras. Yeah, so we'll see what West Coast can do in. Well, and get a chance to belt belt up a. Who do they have blue, next week? Blue. They got the Blues at the oh, G. Awesome. So the, they right. might. Yeah, they might break that. Kennedy will finally. keep nine against his old. Yeah, crowd but they, they've, got, be... they've got some tests coming up. Um, <laughs> trying to get that common. So. Yeah, we'll have a bet. Like we've all, we said it since the start. Round six is probably when we have a really good idea about where they are. But look at the moment; they're playing really good football, really attractive football, um, and Even. they they're going to be very very hard to beat. It's in um, about almost said Subi over at uh, Optus. Optus Oval. Oh, yeah, young they, Young Duggan. I like Duggan. yeah, Duggan was good. good player. Yeah, and they, and they were able to replace. Um, is it that young Liam Ryan? Was that his Liam name? Ryan? Yeah. Yeah. Look, he was looking like a. A star in the making, and they were able to just bring in another, another trooper. Did you see that old mate Rioli? Didn't miss him. Speaking of troopers, did you see um, Willie. Young, young Willie Rioli? Did you see that goal? Yes. Wow. Well, he's the only Rioli on the pitch goal. at the moment, so I'll have to watch well, more actually, of the troopers at the end, end of that terrible game. <laughs> yeah, so... But look, again, mm. such a belting. How much How much can we go again, into this game? It and... was not. We, we said it wasn't going to be a particularly very good round. It was really only... To me, outside Dog Sydney... I mean, bits of Port Essendon. Yeah, the next thing we were about to talk about was was pretty good, and mm. there was patches of. um, There's not much more to dissect out of this. It's more commenting on the fact that the Eagles are more unpredictable now, and they're faster. And I think that that clearly has made a massive difference. And all all their forwards are in such better form. They're they're, they're not relying on one. No, and that's the thing. They're all bobbing up, and uh, you know, 
That's you know we, kept, getting, we said last week they're winning games without Kennedy, which is p- perfect because he's a freak. He's going to come in there and kick back. Yeah, it could still win in Coleman. Again. I still think he's in the race for sure. Uh, so should we? You want to do the next game? So sure. Let's um, move into Sunday. So there was so three 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 games in Victoria. Um, so all the Victorians love it when there's plenty of games to go and see. Yeah. Except there was pissing down with the rain and cold. Well, and not shit. this one. No. The roof. Was <laughs> not this first down. one. Yeah. Not this first game. This was probably the game of the day. Um, so it was at Eddie Hayden. It was Essendon v Port. Uh, 106 uh, to Essendon. Um, beat 84. 84. So 22 points. 22 points. Um, should have been much better scoring game Eddie yeah. had I had a chat with Trent before um, we got on on air um, I, I think there's I, I still think that surface there is must be it must be slippery because um, if you're not grounded when you kick for goal um, it can be a little bit put off putting so it was 16 10 to 12 12 and you look at some of the scores from the G in the wet and teams are kicking more accurately. So but I, think, I think a lot of it, though, one thing I would say, a lot of it, though, I think it's it's such a fast deck, Eddie, had at the moment. It's so fast. I think a lot of the times when people were shooting for goal, they were exhausted. I think that was a big part of it as well. I think I just don't think early on in the season, I think some of the some of the players on both sides were struggling. But that's I'm not talking about just this this years. Nobody no, can kick, kick straight on the. Ground, but it keeps so, happening at Eddie yeah. had though. It's that's Eddie had. That's, Eddie had. that's more. I mean, yeah, it's more well, Eddie had than anyway. That's a not, that's not a topic I want to get. But the dog Sydney game was a fast game as well, and that was inaccurate as well. I think the spe- I think speed plays a part of it. No, I don't. I but think it's, it's fatigue. A no. Uh, but it's such a quick round. How does that, that that adds up? Clearly, they're fatigued. But that's what all but all the players say that that all the players say since the game has gotten faster. That's a consistent comment you hear from players. So how long have they been playing Eddie Had and why don't they change their style then? Well, that's exactly, and that that that's that's a very good question. Yeah. Exactly, but that's so, that's not to say it doesn't happen though. True. Yeah, it's true. Anyway, we're getting off topic. We're meant to be talking about the football, not the issues. It is. <laughs> it is football. Oh, we're talking about the ground. It's pretty clear. No, well, it, it impacts the games, and it, it impacts the aesthetics of football, which means oh, it definitely more does. Definitely it does. Clearly impacts the game. And so. don't, I know a lot of people have yeah criticised a lot of gun players for missing set shots there and all that type of stuff. But, but key, this, key this is cost poor. That's that's just absolutely the did. And the pressure from Essen was back, back. like that. And their run and carry, yeah. but as we touched on in the last game, they did something that you know. Ah, oh, if it's not broken, don't fix it, and they had to hook it which down. Is back. Go, hook out. He's Stringer a backman, forward. all Australian backman, stringer, yeah. all Australian forward. Guess what? It works. It works. So well, now, now stringer's not having to run four hundred kilometers in the midfield. He's not fit enough. To not do fit that. enough. No. Um, not at the moment. He can do it in spurts. Yeah, he might be. I'm not saying that, but and, right now he's not. And what a one-two punch, Hooker Hurley, like. It gives that freedom for Hurley to, to to be a bit more creative in the back line. It frees up their midfield too. Yeah. Um, and look, they won without Joey having an influence, which is amazing. Like, if you're a essence, what are you going to sit there and go? Oh, well, if Joey turns it up one he's day, kicking and then, it out on the fall. Hopefully, one day he turns it yeah, up. Yeah. So look, um, I should have picked them. I mentioned in last week's episode, I was like. I can't see Essendon went losing too many in a row, and then it was old mate just went, yeah, but you've got Porter's on top of the ladder, so I went with Port to get it. Uh, but they're a good side. They are good side. They're both good sides. I didn't expect. Look, I didn't expect Port to be so far down after last week's game. I thought they would recover from that better. Yeah, and I, they played at home still. That was my thing. Yes, it was hot, but they were still at home at least. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think that fatigued too much. I, I, I think um, Essendon had a, right. a had a good, really good game plan. Um, and they stuck to it. 
So no rider as well. So that still hurts them. I mean, rider is such an and, important part of their structure. Yeah, and I think so. it will. Um, as the, he's still another season, couple of weeks. Yeah, away, when, when he so. comes back, that help just when you get first use of the ball from your ruck, and they're, they're mid. We know how good that midfield is. They they're going to be super hard to beat. But look, um, it was a really good turnaround for Essendon. Heppel um, was way better Heppel as was, well. Let's he, talk a bit about. He's probably, the four, he's probably the four. He's probably the top four most influential captains going around at the moment. When he lifts, he, he lifts the whole team. And yeah, he, that's true. And he's been really consistent um, now. And he doesn't go missing when um, the tr- uh, yeah, they're under fire and when things are getting tough. He's usually the one that at least puts a, his head over the ball and goes chasing and stuff like that. So, yeah, really, really good effort from, from him. And I'm, um, I'm a massive fan. Of, um, so Rakus was really good, Myers good, uh, Hooker was excellent as we said before, Parrish was really impressive, you know, Merritt was good as well, Hurley, they just had a really consistent team throughout the day. They let it slip a little bit towards the end, but they, they, they held it and I think, look, you know, Port, you know, towards the end, West off and Wingard, just points, you know. Yeah, and they had nine, Gilsy. good spread again, nine, nine goal kickers. Spread was, was really good. good. Yeah, all, you know, Essen and you know used that ground really well. They used the length of the ground really yeah. well, and, and it worked. Full, mul- full multiple goal, goal scorers. So that's really good. Yeah, that's what you want from a from a team these yeah. days. You don't want to rely on one or two just kicking big bags. And sort of like it's becoming like Richmond too. Like you know, you don't see too many games where you know the Richmond Pillars and Newcotchens and Rancers. You remember how there was that game against Adelaide? Adelaide won. And my point in that episode was it's not going to happen again. And the following no. week they came out and obliterated. And the exact same thing happened with um, Heppel and uh, Hurley. They both were down last week and they yep. were outstanding this week. So. And I'm really glad to see um, Merritt get back in the game because there was a little bit of talk that there was concern of that he had concussion, concussion maybe mm. affecting his play. But he, he came out and obviously had, good. A, had a yeah. really good game. So no, I, I think agree. that was more of a confidence thing for him, just feeling good about him in his role. And yeah, again, I, they, I think this proves that they're a terrible injury again. list. They don't nah. have a terrible injury list. They look okay. Um, so Aaron Obviously. Francis is on that list, but he's back now. So he's already training with them again. Uh, Gleason's not ideal. That that's still he'll be back after the bye. Um, Carlos Collier, Collier they'd yeah. love back as well. Um, yeah, they bring him even back. Ambrose just, as well would would be good to have, but just adds to your depth. Depth, that's it. It just gives him better rotations on and off the bench, and then through the midfield and half back and half forward line there with those players that we've just mentioned. And um, James Shewers had a um, niggle that he got during the game because he who was that? Sorry, James Short. He's a but he played on the weekend. Uh, and yeah, right, I don't he? think it's yeah. No, I don't think it was a ma- major issue. So Stuart, oh, he had a bit of an ankle sort of thing. Oh, okay, yeah. I so you'd expect um, him to play I think again. He's, or... he's back. Yeah. Let me check, anyway. but I'm pretty sure that's that's correct. I know he had a. I don't think it was a major issue though. So anyway, talk. I guess do you want to talk a little bit about Port? What what were you really impressed with from Port? I guess because they they weren't horrible. That's the thing. It's not like they got destroyed. Yeah, look. The more I look into it, and, and where were the think highlights? Ah, uh, there was no highlight. I mean, oh, sorry, Gray, but he's not. Gray a was really good, but so he's he not was... a highlight for me because you expect that for him. It's like Abbott getting thirty nine touches. Yeah, it's that's just true. sort of Mitchell just one of those players yeah, yeah. that you, if he doesn't have thirty touches, it's a quiet game type, and that's that's harsh. Like that's, but that's how good a player he is. Well, we really um, rate him. Hey? Yeah, look. The more I think about uh, the game and what I saw. And what Port had to play in condition wise, like maybe there was a bit of fatigue from that heat um, and, right, and playing I'm, from I'm outdoors. Serious. I'm so, not joking about that. Yeah, you forget. You know, I, haven't, I haven't played competitive football since I was 
eighteen, so this twenty years ago. So you forget how taxing either like extreme conditions could be, whether it's really wet and boggy or whether it's really really hot. So yeah, look, maybe it did. Um, but I think they're going to be disappointed with the fact that um, they didn't really lead it at any time of the game. Um, it's yeah, sort of and that's, that's it. well, they were always playing catch right. up. So from the two or three minutes in, you, it yeah, felt like Essendon have a look, were have the look game. at the worm. Yeah. yeah, Essendon got on top and, and stayed on top. Yeah. There was a little so there pass was, there, there was, towards the third, in the third correct, quarter, which yeah. um, they got themselves back towards a, a, a margin, but it was always two or three goals, and Essendon just never let them let them back into the game. So, oh, disappointing if you're a um, Port support. Obviously, the um, Got up, got I up. gave him a big chance. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they they broke the interstate hudo with a massive win against Sydney a couple of weeks ago. They're going to win a lot of games. So this year. I thought that I thought they would dip in the next couple of weeks. And so the other thing out. is they don't play under in a closed stadium very very often. So yeah, I'll be interesting to see what they're Better like than when they play thirty degrees out in the open. But, but it'll be interesting to see what they're like on a big more open space of the G, or even if they play um, Geelong down at um, Gym HBA. GM, God knows what it's called anymore. It's Cadinia Park. Let's just call it that. Yeah, the Cattery. Cattery. The Cattery. So yeah, look, I'm not, I'm not phased by a loss. I think Portis. No, I, be top I wouldn't four. be worried. I think, look, if you look at this stat as an example, they didn't lose. Know, they didn't lose to St Kilda. Let's put it that way. No, and that's exactly it. Essendon are a good side, but look, look at this. You talked about pressure before. Yeah. Um, fourteen to five tackles inside fifty. So yeah, that 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 shows clear pressure and desperation. From from Essendon, Essendon so yeah. that's where the game was won. I think pressure. If you want, yeah, if you want, other if you want to put a word to it, yeah, all the other key stats. I mean, it's no surprise that Essendon had more uncontested um, marks and they lost as well. It's no rider. So. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that tackles inside fifty. That's huge. That much of a win is you're not going you're not going to win too many games yeah. with that fourteen to five. So yeah. So and then obviously yeah, accuracy in front of goal. Do you want me to do the next one? Uh, there was a, there was a, there was a game. Was there after this? Sorry, so two more busted asses. So the next one. So we, I think we're destined to not record uh, like a deep dive episode into one straight game. after a game because every time we've tried to do one and we've picked a game that we both, you know, we're both busy. We finally get a, a game we can watch together. We watched it. And, well, barely watched it. Fell touted as game of the round by everyone. Hawthorne Melbourne. Melbourne. So Hawthorne won one hundred and fifteen. Into the insipid Melbourne uh, 48. 48 by 67 points. So was final more... scores were 18-7, 6-12. was um, a game for one quarter. Um, first yeah. quarter, that is it. And even in the first, they weren't great. Uh, Gorn no. kicked the same point that he kicked against Geelong um, in the last minute. Um, even you know quality players like Lewis looked off. I thought the decision to tag Mitchell and tie up Jones through the whole game and hard tag Mitchell yeah. throughout the game and take... I saw a lot of fans saying it was the right decision. I'm don't know if you... not sure. You have a look one. at have a look at the replay yeah, and they've watch They've lost James Lynch. out of the whole game. Jones is there almost... Without buying ball, yeah. Jones is so important on ball and without him out of the game, Hawthorne spread and they spread and they spread fast. And as we saw... Um, you know, uh, in in person against Geelong, they're, they're just so good at switching now. They're so much faster. O'Meara has made that you know group into such a consistent, speedy group again, which okay. they haven't. Hawthorne haven't been a quick side yeah. for a long time. Okay, clearances for Jones three, yeah, three, and that's because what does he normally get? Like uh, he'd eight, be nine. Yeah, you would think 
comfortably. Forward. It was a terrible decision, and when you so we we spoke about this. Yeah. In I think I don't remember the episode, but you always hear people saying, "Why didn't they tag him? Why didn't they There's tag no him?" No point. This is a classic example of why you don't do a hard tag in modern football because this shit can happen. Guess what? He's still Geelong at didn't tag Mitchell, and they nearly won it. Yeah. It was only a couple of points. Well, the, was it one point? Well, the two other midfielders in. Hawthorne's injury room, Shields and uh, O'Meara were probably Without the two Viney, best players. It was the wrong decision. Without Viney, wrong decision. I don't know. I know they rolled the dice, but I still think wrong yeah, decision. Yeah, and, and I don't know how many other teams will uh, try and employ that again. Not after this. Yeah, because he still had 24 touches, so it wasn't like he didn't get his hands on the pill, but Liam Shields has 31 and 14 tackles. Um, to have 14 tackles in a winning team and... Uh, yeah, and O'Meara had two goals and twenty six touches, so it's pretty tough. I mean, Mitchell O'Meara had, was excellent. Yeah, Mitchell had still had twenty four and Limpy, 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 Limpy. Yeah, a couple of uh, Limp dog. So yeah, so he got tagged, um, Mitchell, and just have a look at that. What happened to Limpy, Limpy? I don't know. Is, did he just read how many clearances he had? Zero. Oh, also, oh, I'm blind. Sorry, thirteen. Wrong. He got wrong tagged point. in thirteen clearances. So mm. yeah, it's he had an impact again. Well, as I said, mistake, yeah, mistake. Yeah. But look, you you live in. Oh, that's why I wasn't going to interrupt. But that's that's what, that was other columns he dominated. Forget not all possessions. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but okay. Isaac, even Isaac Smith scored two goals. A couple wow. goals. Yeah. That shows that find found the goalpost. Found the goalpost. Look, honestly, <laughs> uh, ten minutes into the second quarter, uh, Melbourne, choke. Melbourne. Can I say choke? Melbourne should be harsh. Yeah, Melbourne Some should have been five pretty or, big choking. Melbourne should have been five or six goals in front. Five mm. or six goals. They had dominated the first quarter. Yes, Bradshaw looked. Bradshaw. Hogan had. Brayshaw looked good. Salem looked good. Hogan had. Hogan th- had three goals. Petrarca, and then Petrarca one was really good. good. We wrote that down. So most of my early notes looks like Melbourne yeah. are going okay. I think. Kent, and then you keep reading it, and then Kent it starts had, to turn into a nightmare. Kent had three goals. Like yeah, Kent. they just and it didn't look. Our mate Kent. Yeah, man. our mate Kent. No, he's a good Kent. <laughs> Um, yeah, watching on TV, it's hard to see and really understand how Terrible much pressure guy. was put on by the Hawthorne players to Melbourne. Watching on television, it did not look... It just looked like Melbourne had skill error, and that's obviously perceived pressure and real pressure. And you can tell when you watch a game live on the MCG where that pressure's coming from, because it's not usually where the ball is. It's off the side or up the ground no there's no pressure from Melbourne that was that was was, but they did there's two goals Gorn's one and I can't remember the other players they missed those two and that just sucked any energy energy and confidence out of their team out of the whole team so it was insipid I I actually thought it was was a disgrace I think this was 2011 type era Melbourne I thought this was I thought they were beyond we both tipped well I tipped the D's I, I thought um, they were beyond this sort of stuff, but they dished up a um, a pretty sickening performance. I'll, no, I'll I, frank, I, I so. actually thought Hawthorne were going to get fairly well you beaten. Said the other way. Yeah. So, and well, if Melbourne played the game plan that they. I mean, look, they haven't. They've been good this year. They haven't been great, but I thought they were about ready to win a big one. Yeah. And, and they, they failed about that, as hard as you can. Yeah, and that's on t- on the back of Frawley not playing for a quarter because of a migraine. Yeah. So, old mate, well, let's go into Hawthorne. So, old bit. mate Oz when was not there for a whole quarter. <laughs> so Cyril Rioli did not play a single second of the second half. He was cooking sausages. So, he back. was cooking sausages and, um, had, and and has done something to his medial ligament in his knee. So, yeah, so really... Cyril's probably going to be out for five to six weeks. So he, but we'll know more tomorrow. And one and, other one is Paul 
Puyopolo popped his, his booby. His booby, yeah, it was a high, <laughs> high, high, high hammy. He, um, he, he knew it straight away, and he was holding it to make sure it didn't fall off the uh, the bone or whatever it's pooped. attached to. So, so a couple of um, he pooped it. Major injuries there for the Hawthorne. Who uh, comes mosquito. in for Hawthorne? I know we'll get into that a little. Well, bit it's more interesting they say that, and everyone's talked about. It. I mean, Clarko's obviously Clarko, and he um, plays plays four games of poker at once, so and doesn't show his hand to anyone. What did I say last week? Yeah. So look, I'd be surprised if. Ryan Burton doesn't come back straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure he uh, got a bit fine. I didn't look at the, the uh, what happened in the VFLO weekend. I know the Box Hill Hawks did get up. I've against got all that ready for the next episode. Funky Town, uh, yeah. Frankston. So look, um, you would you would say nobody else gets. I wouldn't say anyone gets dropped. I think um, the guys that came in for this game, Mira, Harry Morrison, were were solid. I think it was, it was, it was someone else, I can't remember off the top of my head. We'll, we'll oh, Connor, Connor Glass. Connor Glass. Glass yeah. It. So they were, they were all very serviceable, if not um, on the better side of good. Yeah. So, Shield as well, 14 tackles. Yeah, he was huge. So um, I, I actually thought he'd get the captaincy, and I still think he might after Ruffy hands it on. But look, they're playing out of their skin. Um, got a big test next week. Um... Still have patches where it's it's horrible to watch as a supporter, but as an AFL fan, um, there's a lot of teams that just go missing at stages. I think that's where Richmond and GWS for me, and Sydney to a lesser degree, um, that are streaks ahead of the competition because they do not have patches of fumbling and um, skill errors and, and stuff like that. The only time that you see skill errors from those teams is when they're under immense pressure from the, comp, uh, from the opposition. But at the moment, Hawthorne's still a lot of skill errors. I am going to be very. But they still they they, they still they, do what they, they have still, to do, and they still beat Geelong, and they've still been pretty good. Yeah, look, Hawthorne deserves to be where to... they are in the ladder. Oh, absolutely. Where are you now? Not... Is it fourth? We're still fourth. fourth. Okay, third or fourth. Yeah, no, but, I think you're yeah, fourth. third, yeah, and we'll you guys are fourth. Your right, team's fourth. Okay. Yeah, percentage break. Whatever. Yeah, and look, I'm happy because this time last year we're all happy. Yeah, hammy. Oh, it's hammy. And I'm going to give it to Poppy so he can get back in time. Um, I look, just, it's better than zip and fall like we were last year. But again, I when we not until we play a GWS, a Sydney, Port Adelaide over no, there, I agree. and GWS, all that type of stuff. No, stuff. Yeah, all that type of stuff. But then, can I make one but point? Otherwise, yeah. No, no, no. That's um, enough for me. Well, before we move on, the one of the notes I wrote here that I, I think after watching the game, somehow getting through it, hmm. Melbourne, o- well, yeah, Melbourne overpossess. So Melbourne consistently were overpossessing, and what they were doing was they were trying to play that dogs style, overpossess, high handball count that we were talking about earlier to really you know put pressure, you know bring speed, all that sort of stuff. You know what I've written here? You have to be clean if you overpossess. Yeah. So if you're going to play that style of game, you got to friggin' catch, catch it. it. You got to be good, and you got to know what you're doing. Yeah. Don't play this Harlem Globetrotter type bullshit if you don't know how to execute. Especially, bats. especially when the Harlem the bats. Globetrotters, especially Sorry. when the Globetrotters Sorry. are in town. Don't do their stuff. Let it to them. That Leave damn. it to them. I'm thinking about oiling it up. I, I, said, so I, I, I actually wrote here one of my notes: boring, pathetic game. Yeah. So I, I thought it was I, no, no. I was all done, but I just remembered we brought it up last week about how important uh, one of three plays are to the Hawthorne back, and we had all three of them out last week, and that was. Um, Sicily 
Burgoyne and Birchall. The other two Sisley is clearly for, very important to you guys. Yeah, the other two obviously out with injuries, but having Sisley back, he just tightens that back line up. He straightens Hawthorne up as well, mm. and he was he just slotted back in like he didn't do any any time. Didn't kill anybody side. too, which was good. Almost did. Um, he wanted to get in. Who? I think it was Lever. Him and Lever. Oh, it's probably asleep. A... I didn't say. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So anyway, but that's enough of that game. This is a terrible game. game. But we'll talk a bit more about Melbourne's issues in the next episode. Mm. Uh, so last game, another busted ass. Uh, Geelong beat the, the St Kilda Saints. Oh, so. St Kilda Saints. Anyway, that's thanks for joining us. No, we'll do it. All right, if we have to do it. We kind of uh, have Menzel to. kick five. Yeah, let's talk about Menzel. We'll talk about 10 the minutes. Catters. So people, I want to talk about Menzel. Actually, I've written a lot about Menzel here in the start. So have people forgotten the Menzel deal situation? Like I heard a number of commentators in the last couple of days. Just saying, oh, well, why were the Cats wanting to trade him? Why, why did they want to trade him? Because he pretty... wanted 400 years and uh, let's, let's, 4 million I think you've bucks forgotten the other side of the of the story. It wasn't like Geelong looked at their list and thought, why don't we just trade Menzel? That wasn't what happened. It happened, not at all. What happened was they offered him a deal earlier in the year. It was like early mid-year. They were like, hey, here's a deal. And he said, no, I want you know two or three years. And then they were like, no. And then he said, all right, well, I'll show you how good I am. I want more more money and more years. He played really well through the year. He kicked, what, nearly 40 goals for the year. Yeah, it was But it then was they good. still offered him a, 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 you know, a smaller deal. Considering he was in was hospital year, bed for like 400, 400 years. 400 years. They paid for, for his hospital bills. Mm. Um, and then they were forced to potentially look at trading him. Ironically, you know, the Cats called his bluff, I think. Yep. And no team wanted to take him. So, which I still think is strange. I'm surprised, you know, given, you know, you, you know, Collingwood have take, taken a chance with Cox and all these players from other Maine. countries. Well, they, you know, old mate Cashy, Million Maine. And yet they won't, you know, take a Menzel who kicked, you know, nearly 40 goals last year. I know mm. he's got injuries, but anyway. Well, he's you know, without, proving everyone wrong at the moment. It seems, well, that's exactly it. So he's, what is he, three on the Coleman or something? He's, yeah, he's kicked another really five well. goals. Um, they look good. Another maligned player... Geelong probably had his best game in Geelong colours. Reese Stanley. Oh yeah, Stanley was good. Yeah, um, had thirty-one touches. Well, they got to play somebody. There's um... interesting. He's, he only had eleven touches, but five of them were contested. So that's 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 what you want from a, a ruckman that's not still dominating not ruckman. Zach Smith. Hey. Yeah, it's weird. I'm, I'm interested because I would have. He must have farted in front of Chris Scott or he, something. He must have. He's, he's done, done something cooked to him. Is he? Has he done it? Gary Lyon? I don't know what he's done. Something terrible. Yeah, he's done, he's done something. I don't know. Radigalia had a bit of had a bit of a quiet one. Six possessions is yeah. pro- probably not ideal. But and, and and Tommy Hawkins still looks a bit lost, doesn't he? Yeah, he looks awful. Let Let's be fair. He has had a terrible start to the year. I saw an AFL three sixty. Um, Robbo was like to Chris Scott. He goes, "Oh, Tom Hawkins did okay this week." And Chris Scott was so close to to you know, every now and then on that show because it's all very fake because mm. they can't really they're not really going to say anything. He was so close to being like, no, 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 he wasn't. He was pretty bad. Like, but he sort of yeah. goes, oh, and he kind of gave a very diplomatic answer. Yeah. But he's been awful. Let's That's... be fair. He's been terrible. But uh, who cares if the other guy's kicking goals and In he's a final? Because... I'll start to care. But right now, you're right. Home and away is not as no, they can mask it a bit. But no it won't work team... against good teams. Oh, look, you're you're. You're at risk if you just let Hawkins alone in a forward line. They still have to put a key defender on him. You're at risk of getting points kicked against you. A lot of points can win a grand final. Yeah. (laughs) 2008. 
Yeah, so... Look, anyway, Hawthorne arrogance is all... <laughs> so it's just funny. Yeah, it's just funny. Very funny. At least we didn't kick him. Menegola. Menegola. He's, he's been great. Oh, like Yeah, so... Kelly look, as well. How many clubs should have taken Kelly? Young Tim Kelly, he's a freak. Yeah, they um they just keep unearthing these... Jokers. These jokers. Yeah. Um, there was Half another. There was. There was Half another. It was good. There was another team there, by the way. We're not just and talking it, about it Geelong. Geelong it was a Geelong practice game. Probably was because they were just witches hats. No, but we shouldn't. No, look, St Kilda actually were okay, so they didn't get completely blown out of the water. They're clearly a long way away from from Geelong. Yeah, and they, they were inaccurate too. Seven goals, fourteen. Yeah, and they um, played in patches, which again, it's going to be frustrating if you're a supporter. Because oh, you want they're not just patches, you want a quarter, half a quarter. You want sustained pressure, sustained whatever. But um, the only the only news to come out of this for St Kilda, unfortunately, was pretty disturbing. And I can't think of the player's name. Just no, I've written it down here. Robertson. Robinson, just just a Robertson. Yeah, just wandering around and then collapsed. And apparently he's okay. His observation, they took him to oh, the Epworth in Geelong. Yeah, so two people were like, "Oh, they've taken him to the Epworth," and I was like, "I responded." I was like, "There's multiple Epworths, and they've just built one in Geelong. Yeah, they're going to drive him to Richmond." No, so but <laughs> he's still, like dead still on the very highway. scary. So he wasn't in, no, he wasn't yeah, in the play. He was just no. So look, hopefully, hopefully everything's really good for him. There and, was a report that um, came back positive. So. Yeah, so hopefully he can he can just get get his health top notch and he's, it doesn't ruin his career or, or anything like that. And, mm. um, but that's just that's uh, just. Can we go salt, back to Geelong? Just salt in the wound for St Kilda at the moment. Carlisle probably got dragged. I didn't see it, but I'm sure he got dragged on Twitter again by SNN supporters. Oh, I'm, I'm sure loving he it did. at the moment. It's so funny. Have you, if you look at Twitter right during a, when a St Kilda getting belted, if you look at the game hashtag, there's like all these SNN people that like ping um, yeah, Carlisle in and they're like, hey, who's playing for a shit club now, buddy? <laughs> yeah, SNN supporters don't have short memories, that's for sure. No, not after what happened in the last few years. So. Yeah, Acres right. was good again. We commented a couple of times about Blake Acres. I, I like Acres. I think he's a quality player. They don't have much depth. They basically don't have a forward line. McCartan, one goal, two... Improving, yeah. but still. No, he's not Petrarca. No, Although he's Petrarca not. was horrible as well that day. But, so. I mean... Long tried. I mean, again, yeah. Jack, Jack Stephen was was good and Geary, as you'd expect, were good, but nobody else. They just, I don't, I don't know. Uh, they've, they've lost their confidence. They, they've lost they all their skills. They, yeah, they're just... Oh. Alan Richardson, if a coach is to get sacked this year, I think it will be Alan Richardson. If, if a coach is to get sacked... Yeah, I, think, I don't think anyone will get sacked this year. I think Brendan Bolton End of the year, is maybe. a chance, but I think a less, a much lesser chance. I, I personally, I, I think given given that a lot of people thought, you know, St Kilda are going to be starting to push for the eight, that was, so in their pre-planning over the last five, six years, 2018 was a year they targeted as a year to make the eight. Yeah. And they're going to be lucky to get in the top half of the bottom, like, they're going to be lucky to finish 10th right now. They're At the moment, honest. if St. Kilda don't get a win in the next two to three rounds... Well, guess who got, Do you want to know who they've got next week? Over. So they've got GWS, GWS, so they're going to lose they'll that. They'll lose that game. And then... Yeah. So how Hawk. many games are they going to win next? So then they've got Hawthorne Hawk, in Tasmania. Yep, lose that game. Can't see them winning no, that. Then not in got, Tassie. Then they've got Melbourne at Eddie Probably going to be good by then, so there you go. So Melbourne, that That's a very interesting game. Because Melbourne don't have any easy games coming up either, because they've got... In two weeks' time, they've got Essendon at Eddie Had. Can't see him winning that. No. And next week, they've got... Well, we'll talk about that. They've got Richmond at the G. 
Yeah. Anzac Day Eve. Can't see them getting close. If if Richmond did what they did to Hawthorne and then Melbourne dish up what they did against Hawthorne, mm. it could be 100 points. It could be horrible, yeah. So um, hopefully it's not. Um, and we'll get to that um, in the next episode when we talk about those games. Upcoming games. So St Kilda actually won contested and uncontested possessions. But... This is why a lot of those today, like Clarko's already proven a lot of those stats are, are just rubbish. But you look at this, and, and then they just got belted still. Tackles inside 58 to 9, so pretty even. They, but had the, they had 22 more touches than mm. Geelong. But it's what you do with it. Yeah, let's kick uh, 7 goals, 14. 33% accuracy in front of goals. That Terrible. ain't going to win a game. No, they won't win many games at all. No. Unless um, you play Brisbane, there's core 7. Eight. No, don't know where they were kicking it because they only had 44 <laughs> inside 50 to 62. That's stats. We, we don't... <laughs> Are they just kicking it side to side? <laughs> I think Jeez. so. Well, they were probably forced to. Well, Geelong were probably forced yeah, to do abso- it. Absolutely. Just... That was probably what happened during the game. I, I fell asleep through most of it. Make I tried it. to watch this game. I... I'll be honest, I couldn't sit through the whole thing. It was pretty horrible. Yeah, it was tough to get motivated about football after the Melbourne Hall. This, this was a bit of a busted-ass round, so apologies if we sound a bit flat. But, it, it, I mean, look, let's be honest. There was, like, what, four players that beat teams. Like, it was a pretty, and every pretty team, dour round. Yeah, look, most of the games went according to plan. The, the score, the margins were a bit more inflated. Well, Colling um, was the was the real, I think, more major surprise that they would belt Adelaide. That's yeah, a pretty, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Fifty points, yeah, that forty-eight and a, points. And that that's and a, North Melbourne's belting of Carlton. I thought that was on the cards, but not not an eighty-six. Not point. an eighty-six. I thought. Up. I think 30, thirty to forty. Yeah. We tipped. Yeah. So. Um, the Essendon Port result is probably un- wasn't picked by many, but nobody's in the end. Though, in nobody's the end, surprised. Port came back, yeah, and, and nobody's surpri- no, no, no. surprised by mm. that that result. I think a lot of people would have picked Port, but not surprised. I thought Essendon Brisbane would score more than a soccer oh. team. That was a bit of a surprise, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I mean, well, look, that are we finished the last game. I mean, that's please. it. Yeah, look, um, hopefully, hopefully, there's not too many more rounds. No, like this. we did highlight like this round lots. looked on paper pretty pretty average, and it yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't turned like out that way, didn't it? Next looks better. So yeah. So look, thanks, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, really appreciate everyone tuning in. Um, and look, we've done really well. We've kept it under an hour and twenty minutes. I think hour thirty. Hour thirty. <laughs> Another ten. That's all right. Well, well, that's a nice length, I think. Well, look, I we, well we did nearly. We did do we, deep dive, so well we did nearly like an hour. Well, for a round like this, I think we've done pretty well to talk that much. So thanks very much to Hopster Home as well for supporting us. Definitely check those guys out. If you could rate and review us on iTunes, that would be fantastic. And uh, we're starting to really get some more, which is really we really yeah, really, really appreciate, appreciate it, guys. And continue um, keep doing on the tweets and uh, commenting on Spread our Insta and stuff like that. Um, and look. We are trying our best to get some content onto our website, but um, we we'll both work, work full time. time this so is this is a, does make it a bit challenging. This so is a hobby, but we'll, um, we'll try. <laughs> we'll find some time. We will. Thanks, anyway, guys. guys. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Take care.